Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. She's shocked and appalled that all of a sudden you're telling her you have to pay the whole car. In fact, according to you, you think he's only doing it because you ended up dumping him, correct? Correct. I didn't necessarily dump him, but I found him to be dangerous. He became an alcoholic. I found out he had been cheating on me the entire time that we had been dating. And he had How did you find out he had been cheating on you the entire time while you had been dating? Other women that he had dated had sent me proof and messages, um, and he had been on dating sites the entire time we were together. This is the plaintiff, Timothy Curtin. He says he met the defendant on a dating site, and they were in an intimate relationship for 11 months. The woman used his credit card for a car rental. The opportunist scammer won't reimburse him, and he's suing her here and now for the $2,570.38 he's owed. This is the defendant, Anne Ranfone. She says the louse of a plaintiff was on dating sites while they were together. She paid the car off in full. He kept it longer and used it. And any bill he's trying to get her to pay is his. And she refuses to give him another dime. She's accused of taking advantage of a boyfriend. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, Your Honor. All right, Mr. Curtin, uh, apparently you and Ms. Renfone had been in a relationship. How did you two meet? On Match.com. The website, the dating site? Yes. Okay, and how long were you dating? Approximately 11 months. All right, and what happened here that you ended up putting a rental in your name, according to you, for her? After about three months into our relationship, she had told me that she had sold her house and I invited her to live with me. The relationship at that point was going very well. Or at least I was under the impression that it was. She agreed to move in. She moved in furniture, dining room sets, and, and so forth. And we lived together in an intimate relationship um, for those following eight months. During that term, approximately June, she came to me with a story that her car's engine blew and that she needed to get a rental. So we went to the rental agency and she turned to me and asked me if I could put it on my card because something like her credit card didn't have enough value left on it for her to do it. Uh, as part of our relationship, we did not commingle funds. As far as I was concerned, her expenses were hers, mine were mine. 
Um, and I didn't charge her rent to live with me either because I was hoping that she could get back on her feet uh, after divorce. She told me that she would pay me back once she uh, went to the uh, warranty for the car in about a week or two and would pay me back for the rental. So about two weeks later. I don't know what that means, that she that, would pay you back. How would she pay you back? That, if she had a, if she the, was entitled to rent a car, she would have just rented it that way. Well, she asked me to put it on my credit card. So apparently whatever I understand that. On, How were you, what, whatever a warranty that you have on a car, if the dealership is supposed to give you another car, you wouldn't be involved. The dealership would just have given her another car. So that's why I'm wondering what you thought she meant and why it made any sense to you at all. She told me she would pay me back for the rental in about a week or two. She was going to seek okay. whatever resources she had to get the car adjusted for that monies. Except for the car ended up being rented for two months. How did it go from a week or right. two to two months? Through continued lies uh, from Anne. Every week, she would tell me stories such as uh, they had to get another engine for the car. Another week later, I would ask her about it, and she said, well, the engine was no good. There was something wrong with it, and they had to order another engine. This went on for about another two or three weeks uh, with continued stories and also stories. How did it go, for, how did it go for eight weeks? Because that's eight weeks. Just I continued to accept I'm wondering, lies. how does it go for eight weeks? No, when does your light bulb over your head turn on and you have to use your own reason as opposed to someone who's telling me lies? Because you don't strike me as the kind of guy who doesn't know what he's doing. And I'm just trying to understand why the car was rented for eight weeks. Because for her to pay for it that whole time, I have to know that this was something that she was supposed to pay for and that it was solely for her benefit, et cetera, et cetera, which she contests. Correct, Ms. Ranfone? According to you, why was the car rented for two months? The car was rented for two months. We, I drove it for a brief period of time and we continued to, to, he drove it on a vacation to New Hampshire and then a vacation to Niagara Falls and continued to drive it from there until the okay. car was asked to be returned and then the car was returned to the rental agency. Were you two together when the car got returned to the rental agency? Yes, we were. And these uh, trips to Niagara Falls and New Hampshire, was that with you or, or alone or with someone else? He and I, he drove that, the rental oh, car okay. to those vacations. Did you have some engine problem that caused the rental to begin with or no? I did. My warranty, I had struggled with Jeep to replace my car and had a whole bunch of dramatic things that started the rental of the car unfortunately. And then what? And I did pay him $400 in the beginning. I gave him $400 through Venmo, which I sent you the, re the copy of the receipt for towards that rental car in the beginning. And then he no, no longer required any more from me from that after that at that point. Then when I moved out and I left him, he decided. Why did you say in the answer to the complaint that your car was repossessed? It technically was. That's not what you were saying. You were talking about, okay, wh which is it? Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I understand what you're saying. My car was repossessed through the payments, through the time period that it went through of trying to get it repaired. The payments had stopped and the car was repossessed at that point. Okay. But so your position is the only reason the car w was stayed there is because he was using it and he liked it and he liked driving it. But then what were you driving? If Jeep never gave you back the car and the car got repossessed, what were you driving? 
during this time? I was driving this car intermittently back and forth to work only because I was working from home. I didn't need a car any longer. And then he's driving two cars? He would drive whichever one suited his needs at the time. Okay. Are there any texts between you two, Mr. Curtin, that would show that you were expecting her to pay more towards this rental agreement, which incidentally is entirely in your name. You'll notice um, if you can refer to exhibit A, you'll see that mm -hmm. the additional driver and phone was listed. Uh, I did not yes, drive Yes, I know, but you're the renter. Yeah, right. additional driver was definitely uh, listed. Right, right. So. Okay. Did you ever drive the car? Maybe, maybe once or twice. Like I said, I drove the car once up to Niagara Falls for a weekend and, and maybe one other time. The car was in full use of Ann Ram phone. Okay. Can you um, maybe give me some idea of why I should, you know, you've got two very diametrically opposed <clears throat> stories. According to her, she no longer needs a car. You're driving it and you're, um, you are jointly as a couple deciding to take it to uh, New Hampshire on trips and everything else. And she's shocked and appalled that all of a sudden you're telling her you have to pay the whole car. In fact, according to you, you think he's only doing it because you ended up dumping him, correct? Correct. I didn't Ms. necessarily Rampon? dump him, but I found him to be dangerous. He became an alcoholic. I found out he had been cheating on me the entire time that we had been dating. And he had How did you find out he had been cheating on you the entire time while you had been dating? Other women that he had dated had sent me proof and messages, um, and he had been on dating sites the entire time we were together. I found out, which I didn't know because I had gotten off of them immediately, um, but found okay. out later that he had been on them the entire time. And he had okay, had true. in an evening that he was very intoxicated, injured our neighbor at the time to How? the point that his shoulder was dislocated. He needed surgery and bit him in the face. What happened that he hit the neighbor? What happened that he hit the neighbor? What had happened before that? It's, I didn't see the incident that started the argument. They were oh, he was over for dinner and supposedly the neighbor had hit him in the in the back of the head, tapped him, and it just set him off and he chased him to the next door neighbor's house, knocked him down, and Steve has then needed surgery after that to repair his shoulder and had a bite in the face. That scared me to a degree and had a bite in the face? Is that what you said? He bit him in the face, yes. Okay. Oh, and dislocated um, his shoulder. Mr. Curtin, uh, did you want to respond to that in any way? I don't want that to just be out um, there without a chance to respond. Well, exactly. Um, uh, to be honest with you, that's really irrelevant to the case. Um, I was hit by a neighbor uh, unnecessarily. Um, I, I don't think it's pertinent, really, to what we're talking about here. We're talking about that's okay. I just wanted to give you a chance to respond because she's accused you of all these things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't want to. Are there criminal know, charges the, pending? The man, yeah, the man is known. Are there for, criminal charges pending um, on this? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Are the criminal and, charges well, still open, they're, Mr. They're, Curtin? They're, they're bilateral charges. He attacked me. Uh, I defended myself. So there is a court case based on that. It was it was unnecessary. The man is known to to have who's charged in the court case. Issues. Who is the defendant in the court case? Who is who was criminally charged? Uh, it, goes it goes both. It goes both ways. It goes both ways. So they he is a defendant arrested. in his case. They were both arrested and they were both charged they were both by the prosecutor. 
How right. is that even possible? That, in in you know, fact, because your in theory fact, is in, either in, he started it or he started it. It can't be. Well, uh, they both started. Well, I mean that. You know, um, with all due respect, Your Honor, I think I don't think that really has any pertinence to you know what we're talking about here. We're talking about. You know what? I'll be the judge of whether something has pertinence or doesn't have pertinence. But thank you for your concern. Um, so, Mr. Curtin, why shouldn't I believe Miss Ranfone? when she testifies that it was for her use only for a few weeks and then it was your problem after that. Tell me, is she not trustworthy? What, why is it I shouldn't believe her? I have a car. I, I own a Volvo SUV. I don't need two cars. She did not have a car. Uh, and in fact, I believe that her car, the engine did not go. I think that was just more of lies. Uh, I believe the car was repossessed as I believe it was funded by her ex-husband, who probably stopped paying for it and it got taken from her. And so she gave me a story that the engine blew uh, and that went on for um, for several weeks, just continued lies. And so what gets me here is if we can also refer to Exhibit B. Which is? It's financial records, right? It's it's monies that she, she uh, owns. It shows a balance of 348 thousand nine hundred and nine dollars from a Merrill Lynch account so I don't know why she you came want, to uh, me looking to rent money I don't know you're in the best position to know that how did you get your hands on her financial records first of all you stole them and take copies of them to be able to use them in court against her we were living together and all her documents were in the house on September 11th, so if you had seen her documents Mr. Curtin why is it that you would put the car in your name that only hurts you. I mean, that makes it sound like I maybe only the car saw those... was for vacation. Okay, well, on September 11th, she told me that she had to go to work to for a board meeting or something at 6 p.m. at night, which was also a lie. She didn't have a board meeting. She's not on the board where she works. That was just more lies. Um, I also had a conversation um, about three weeks ago with a fellow by the name of that she had also been in a romantic relationship with that he confirmed since June, long before uh, all of this happened. So you you put into evidence a news article. What is this about? There's also another case going on regarding her with Capital One. Not only did she lie about what you put in, an, you put into rental. evidence a I, you put into evidence something. No, you let me finish. We're, I'm driving the train. You put into evidence a news article which you've called Exhibit C. What is this about? Uh, this is a. I, I am trying to show her character. Exhibit C shows an arrest that she had back in 2013 and 14, where she became the treasurer of her son's high school lacrosse team, from which she was arrested. Jeez. Oh, for stealing $4,000 out of her son's lacrosse team's account. Ma'am, is that true? Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So at the time that that occurred, I will not deny that it occurred. At the time that that occurred, I was going through a two and a half year battle of my mother having cancer and raising my children at the same time. 
the lacrosse club card was in my wallet at the same time as my other card. And I was using, in not thinking, the lacrosse club card accidentally. Instead, I had put it in the wrong slot for a period of time. When they accused me of doing this. How many times I, can that happen by accident? Who would see the statements? Only you? The treasurer for the lacrosse club was getting the statements. I wasn't seeing the statements at the time. I was just carrying the card at the time. So, I, A, no, it makes no sense at all. But can I explain in full? Oh, it makes perfect sense. It just doesn't look very good. But go ahead. No, it doesn't. No, I understand that. So what happened was they, when they accused me and they brought this to my attention, the police department, I had no no knowledge of what I was, had been doing. When I found out that Did I you had get charged? been doing it, I had, we admitted to it. I was charged. I placed, I said I was guilty because I had done it and we paid every dime back with extra money because we? it was money that we thought was my husband and I, my ex-husband and I. We paid every dime back immediately because Did I you, admitted to were it. You sorry, were you convicted or were you not convicted? I was convicted, yes. Oh my gosh, your son had to be so humiliated. Yes, he was, very much so, very much so. It was a horrible, horrible circumstance of events for my Is children. Is he still playing for, for the family. same lacrosse team? This was years ago. My son has now, he played for the same lacrosse team. I went back on the board. The coach had me back on the board afterwards when it was all corrected and fixed. He went on to play college lacrosse for years after that. Yes, Good it was a son. horrible circumstance. My ex-husband and okay, I paid folks. every dime back. We why would he, accident. why would Mr. Curtin rent a car for you when you, uh, when your Jeep went in and he already has a car, why would I believe at a minimum that this is a joint expense if he's also driving it and you're also driving it? Why would I, be, what do you do? I just don't move from the house, Judge. I don't need a car when we know that you move from the house because that's why the car was rented to begin with. So I'm not buying that. So um, why would I not at a minimum believe that you're jointly responsible for the bill? Why would he have to eat the whole bill of a second car that he has just for your use? I wouldn't say that he would have to eat the whole bill. I originally, and he has a Venmo receipt, and I sent a Venmo receipt that I originally paid him $400 towards the beginning of Do you acknowledge the that she paid that you $400 for the rental of the car, Mr. Curtin? The $400 that she gave me was towards back rent for her living with me in contribution to the expenses. Of you okay, had said so now let's see. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Let's see. Do, does anybody have a proof of the cash app receipt or whatever app you, you used? Yes, I have the receipt. It actually has a picture of a car attached to it because it was for the car. Okay. Did you see it? Yeah, I do. And it says thanks and it has a little car uh, because it vroom. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't look like it's rent. It looks like her notation when she paid it was about the car. All right. No. And I have emails also saying that he acknowledges that I had sent him the $400 for the car. Can you hold the email up? Is it an email or a text, ma'am? It's, I have it on my phone as an email. You have one more week if you do not forward 2170. Wow, that would show you to be a liar on the 400 and the rent, Mr. Curtin, because you're suing for 2570 and there's the text where you specifically say acknowledge that that 400 was for the car because the amount you are saying she owes you is minus $400 that, that was when i realized I, I applied the $400 to back rent i had several conversations about her about contributing to the expenses here that money went for back rent $400 was not credited. Stop talking, please. Both of you stop. To I'll decide whether it gets credited.
both of you stop talking. Based on the testimony I've heard, I find that both of you were using the car. I don't think you escape it just because you paid $400 at the beginning. I am going to find that the full bill of 2570 is going to be borne by each of you half and half. That means that your portion of the bill will be $1,285.19, ma'am. I'm going to deduct from that the $400 that you already paid, and that means you still owe him another $885.19. That is my judgment. Uh, Ms. Renfone, let me, let me ask you how you feel about this. Semi-okay. I mean, I did drive the car for a period of time, and I thank her for acknowledging that it was not me the entire time. Um, Mr. Curtin is still holding, will not allow me to have my possessions back from his home because of this, um, which is part of another problem that I have. So I am hoping that with this case being ended, that I am allowed to be able to go back and retrieve my belongings. All right. So you know the judge's decision. Now let me talk to Mr. Curtin. Uh, Mr. Curtin, how do you feel about the outcome of the case? Well, obviously I'm disappointed. And I took her in thinking that this was going to be a good relationship, and um, since the beginning, she had ulterior motives. What, what have you learned from all of this? It has a, you know, obviously I'm still single, so uh, it, it has caused me to um, have a different approach um, with respect to dating. All right, Harvey, what do you think? Doug, we have talked about this before. Um, when you move in with somebody, um, you know, look, most of these relationships just don't work. It's sad to say, but it's true. Think about how many times you had a boyfriend or a girlfriend and you broke up versus a relationship that lasted forever. I mean, that's just the rule. That's just what happens. And because of that, you need to establish financial ground rules when you move in with somebody. Who is responsible for what? What you're allowed to take if things don't work out? I know that sounds uncomfortable, but trust me, watch this case, and this is your option. Hey, judges, during these COVID times, can a business refuse to serve me if I don't want to wear a mask? Thanks, Tanya in California. Well, Tanya, a private business can tell you to do all kinds of stuff. They can say no shirt, no shoes, no service. Uh, and they can certainly say you have to wear a mask, even if there isn't a, a, a state or federal order or local order that requires mask wearing. They could still say it as long as they're not doing it in a discriminatory manner against against a protected group of people. So uh, I would say, yeah, you're going to put the yeah. mask on. And Tanya, right. how about, your own good, how about a little courtesy? Because, you know, my mask is for you and your right. mask is for me. Right. So when you walk in and say, well, I'm not wearing the mask, right. it's not that you are saying I'm a free person and I have the right to make myself sick. It's yeah. that you are saying... I don't really care if I make the rest of you sick. I mean, and, you know. And, and you also, you check your, your First Amendment rights and things like that at the door when you yeah, go Yeah, your rights end where other people's say. rights begin. Right. Well, I mean, you and I are sitting at a restaurant. Yeah. The tables are six feet apart. Every, it's outdoors. Right. right. Right? And the manager comes up to our table. Oh, I remember this. Okay? Yeah. Leans over me. Pulls down the mask and says, are you enjoying your meal? Right. He got right in your grill. Right in my grill. I'm like, <laughs> well, I was until now. Yeah. Why are you? Oh, I'm sorry. It's just that people can't hear me unless I go. No, that's exactly when you have to keep your mask on. Right. This is the plaintiff, Benjamin Chase. 
He says he cut the defendant's lawn at two of his properties for an entire summer season. Now the guy won't pay him for his services. He works hard for his money and refuses to be ripped off by the likes of the defendant. So he's suing for the $520 he's rightfully owed. This is the defendant, Larry Michelson. He says he was dissatisfied with the job the plaintiff did, and he let him know it. The guy's also overcharging him from what was agreed upon, and he won't be taken advantage of by anyone. He's accused of trimming a guy where it hurts. The defendant has bought a counter suit for $1,500 for harassment, breaking an agreement, and a frivolous lawsuit. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says that he cut the defendant's grass for a whole summer and the guy hasn't paid him anything. But the defendant says the plaintiff did a horrible job. He let him know it and will not pay for inferior work. It's the case of ignorance of the lawn is no excuse. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, Yana. Okay, Mr. Chase, what brings you to court? So I provided lawn care services for Mr. Michelson for two of his homes from July, uh, well, May through November of 2020, and I'm suing for the billing period of July through November of 2020 for $420. Well, how was it? That, how many times a week would you go out there? Um, I can't, he instructed me in a letter to come twice a month. So every two weeks. Um, and that is what I stuck with, uh, for the season from the rest of the and season. And then what July did you do? You up. just, you didn't submit a bill for May, June, July, August, September, October, November. You submitted, submitted like the entire bill in November. No. So what I do is I bill my clients halfway through the season. So May through July, I build Mr. Michelson in July. And then, um, I build the rest, I build my clients at the end of the season. So I build them in November. Um, most of my clients sign on in March. So March through July marks the halfway point. Um, Mr. Michelson signed on with me in May. So it was, it wasn't as long of a period, but, um, that's customary to what I do. Right. Can I, can I ask you, cause I've always wondered about that. Why do people do that? Like, what is the advantage that you don't have to go through billing every month? Cause I, I'm wondering how you eat, you know, if you wait a whole quarter to do the billing, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just well, wondering what is yeah, the advantage? Well, I mean, I don't need the money right away. I'm currently a senior in high school, so I'm just doing this for, you know, college money. Um, but I just find it a lot easier to do two payments, one in the middle, one at the end, instead of billing every month. Because I have about 100 clients, so 100 bills every month is a lot more work than just aren't you, a bill in the middle. Right, the but aren't you, aren't you worried that you're going to have worked uh, for three whole months and not get paid? You know, because it's one thing to work one month and not get paid. It's something else to work three whole months and not get paid. That that doesn't, that's not enough to, for the trade-off of sending bills every month, I guess? Well, that, that is actually why I did it halfway through because previously I just did a bill at the end of the season, but I said, I you know, I got way more clients, so I should do it in the middle and then at the end. So that's why I did that this past summer. Are you a high school senior right now? Yes. Have you applied to colleges yet? Yes. And are you, where are you going? Um, I don't know yet, but I'm looking to do music business, and I'm, my top two are University of Miami or University of Southern California. Well, well, I'm a graduate of the University to, of Miami. Yeah, yeah I'm I hoping, went to you. I'm hoping to get in and get in there. Yeah. 
Yeah, the music school is excellent there. All right, Mr. Larry, what's going on here? This young man says that he worked and worked and worked and worked and worked every two weeks at a rate of $40, and that was what you had asked him to do. He didn't bill you until the end, so I know the bill is all of a sudden high because it's not monthly, so I understand that that might be objectionable. But if the guy did the work on your homes, why shouldn't he get paid? Absolutely, he should get paid. However, my agreement with him I came for the bail for my house, as I have other interests, other other places, and I've been, I haven't been around too much. But uh, the day I came for the mail, I met him, and uh, we talked briefly, and I said, if I give you my house on the parkway, could you do any better? Would you do any better? And uh, he said, yes. He says I can do it for thirty-five dollars each cut. And I says, that's okay. And uh, then I say, he said to me, well, he says, I do uh, edging and uh, I trim around and okay, fine. So um, he began to work for and me. And then how many, how many times got, a month was he, got, wait, 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 at that point, which is when you first meet him, I guess, how many times a month was he supposed to come? I didn't, I didn't, we didn't mention that. We didn't talk about that. I okay. let him, I let him do whatever he was supposed to do. When I got the bill the first month, my hair went up. I, I, I was, I was, I didn't know what to say. It was ridiculous. So I wrote him a letter, and I said, "Don't do any more work for me until we straighten this out." So then he said to me, "Well, he says, I may, I may have, uh, I may have uh, done too much over there. Maybe uh, I'll adjust the bill." So he adjusted the bill, and uh, I said, "Fine, that's pretty good," and I paid him. So uh, shortly afterwards, he asked me for another $29, which I paid him. So I said, fine. I said, as long as we agreed and everything is fine, continue to work. So I said, right. But uh, what were the terms now? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Since in the first contract, you left it up to him if he wants to come every day to trim. And then you realize, oh, well, that's not a good idea. Did you at any point say to him, listen, I want you to come twice a month or something like that? I, I did say that. I said twice a month. Okay, and However, I do see I do see the letter where you say to him that the agreed upon price is forty dollars. So why are you saying thirty-five? Well, uh, this is your letter to him. Because I tell you, he had me all mixed up. To be very honest with you, with all the papers. No, this is your letter. You're, he's everyone. not mixing you but up. You're writing 35. the letter. This isn't his letter error. to you. It's your letter to. Well, that's I, I, that was an know. error. That's what but you said. However, I'm not going to so argue over the five dollars. I'm not going to argue over. Okay. That's trivial. Okay. But the fact is, okay. Now he's he's uh, cutting lawns. There's no there's no rain. You don't do that if you go over there and it doesn't need to be cut. Whether I said twice a month or not, it doesn't have to be cut. Why cut it? And then it goes over there in October and November when there's no growth to the lawn. So why go over? Well, did there you ever tell him me? stop coming to? Okay, because there's hedges and there's other stuff to do. There's leaves to pick up. Did you ever cancel him? He never. No, because I tell you, he didn't send me a bill. He sent me one bill, and then he didn't send me the other two bills. At the end, otherwise, I would have fired him. I would have. I would have canceled the situation. Right. But he waited right. until the end of the season to send me two bills. So um, when I saw that, I was very aggravated. And I don't want it to do any more work. As a matter of fact, he called me and he left a message. Do I want him to go over there and do any cleaning? I, I never answered him. 
because he never cashed the check that I sent him, the last check. Now, why didn't he cash the check? Wait, I, I'm not. I'm confused. Offered, what check are we talking about? The one, Mr. Chase. Are we talking about the one he that he had paid Mr. originally? Chase, the original check that Mr. Larry sent you. I guess it was for two forty-five or something. You never cashed it. No, I did cash yeah, that. Exactly. He's he's referencing this check right here, which he sent to me after we both agreed to be on people's court. So I have yet to cash it because I wanted to wait and see what the court would want me to do with it. So I still have that. Right and here. what? Well, how much is that check for? This is for a hundred dollars. Oh, okay. So he was trying to settle this by paying you $100. Well, the reason why he didn't cash it, Mr. Larry, is because he doesn't want to take $100. He wants the entire amount he's suing for, which is $500 and what, $20? Correct. First of all, he said Which to covers, me, hold on, Mr. Larry, which covers right. okay. uh, from what date to what date, Mr. Chase? Um, that covers from... Um, July 16th through November 25th at both of his houses. Every other week? Uh, yes. And what was the agreed upon price at 35 or the 40? So in the beginning of the season, we agreed on $35 and $40. But after we worked out the first bill, Mr. Michelson sent me a letter and I quote, cut the grass twice a month in each location and clean around for $40 each time, making a total of $160 for the both locations. So 40 Per, per cut, 160 a month, and that's what I went with going forward. That letter was dated July 6th. Okay. What's the audio that you put into evidence, Mr. Chase? Um, I put in a voicemail um, because Mr. Michelson has accused me of sending him a harassing voicemail, so I just wanted to include that. I, I took a copy of it as I was recording it just so you could um, – Take a listen to it uh, because that's uh, involving the counterclaim against me for harassment. I'm sorry. Were you were you taping him? No, I, it was a voicemail that I left for him, and I was. Taping I got it, it as I was leaving. I got it. Okay. Yeah, I don't need to see that. And Mr. Larry, you have a counterclaim against him for fifteen hundred dollars because, according to you, he's harassing you. I'd like to clarify. You. I'd like to clarify something. He suggested because of the fact he sent me a late bill that I could give him multiple payments. And that's what I did. I gave him multiple payments. I, the first check I gave him was the 245, and I told him that would be in January. The second one I told him would be in February, which I gave him. And the reason that he called me so many times is that my computer was down and he was getting panicky because I didn't answer him and I couldn't answer him on the computer. So he called me twice once on my phone and the other one on my answering machine because is I didn't Is that the harassment you're him. talking about? Okay, is that the harassment? Yes. And he was you threatening You think that's me harassment? That, yes, that's harassment. He says, if I don't pay him, it's going to cost me $50 and he's going to take me to court. That isn't, that isn't proper. He didn't say, if you don't pay me in a timely fashion, I'm going to break your legs. He said, if you because don't pay look, me in a timely fashion, I'm going to go to court. That's what he's supposed but to your say. Honor, he's but your honor. He's not supposed honor. to say anything he more than the, that. But your honor, he said to me I could pay him in multiple payments. And that's what I started to do. I didn't, I didn't suggest that. Mr. Chase suggested. Because he sent me a late bill, he said you can pay me in multiple payments. And that's what I did. So Multiple payments he, when? He didn't say. When? Whenever you feel like it? Okay. Well, All right. Based on, uh, but what that. is the, so is there anything else to your harassment claim? I, other than I that owe he called him to collect? roughly 
from what I figure, I owe him about $190 left. Okay. Here's where the problem lies, uh, Mr. Chase. I realize, you know, this is what happens if you don't bill monthly. People don't like it because now they've got to dip into their savings and pay you a chunk of money. And they're turning around and looking and trying to figure out if you did what you say you did. So it may be more convenient for you. I don't think it's a good idea. You're in the, you know, you're a senior in high school. You're doing this for a little extra cash. You do you, boo. I get it. But... Um, this is like if this were your actual business and you were running it this way, I, I would give you some very strong advice that you think otherwise. This is why this shouldn't happen, because this is exactly what happens, the reaction Mr. Larry's having. All right. Because he didn't remember that he hired you to do something. And your monthly bill is what he was counting on, on reminding him to fire you and say, it's November. I don't care about leaves. Don't go. But since your monthly bill didn't remind him and he didn't write himself a reminder, okay, now he's mad at you that he didn't tell you to stop going. Based on what I've heard on your counterclaim, Mr. Larry Zero, and on Mr. Chase's claim against you, $520. Verdict for the plaintiff. So the plaintiff does prevail. He is uh, going to get his $520 back from Mr. Michelson. Mr. Michelson, let me ask you a question. Uh, what do you think about the judge's decision here? You're going to have to pay it's, him. It's not, I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's right. I owe him around $190. And uh, if she sat there and figured it out, it would come to that. Let me ask you a question. Do you, we never heard whether you liked the work he did. Do, do you think he did a good job? No, the work was horrible. He cut the bushes. Why? I was over there. The stuff was all over the bushes, all the clippings. Work was horrible. Okay. Mr. Chase, you know, it's interesting. We don't have many high school students filing cases in uh, small claims court. How did you learn to do this? What, what gave you the idea to do that? Well, I had filed in um, the small claims court where I live um, in Boston, and I was told by a family friend that I should file in people's court because it's faster and it's it's free to file. So I said, sure, I'll, what the heck, I'll, I'll do it. And uh, well, lo and behold, here we are. And I'm very glad to get this opportunity. Okay. Well, congratulations. You won. Good for you. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. What do you think? You're very, very welcome. Harvey, what do you think about this? Okay, Doug, well, look, the plaintiff may be young, but the plaintiff is also real smart because he brought enough evidence to win this case. And evidence is king when it comes to court. And that means you bring pictures, which he did. I mean, it's so smart that he took pictures of the freshly cut lawn. That's something that is irrefutable if the guy says he did a bad job. So if you're performing a service for somebody and if it seems like it's going well, everybody has one of these. So as long as you got one, use it and take pictures, especially if you perform a service. Hey judges, who said I love you first? Thanks, James. Do you remember? Yes, I do. Who was it? Uh, that was me. That's right. And I, I, guys out there, I wouldn't necessarily give this advice. I know we live in kind of a, a, a hyper-masculine world, but you got to be careful before you turn that card over and make sure you really, really feel it for that person because, you know, if you do it too soon, the wrong moment. How uh, soon did you say I love you? It might spin things around. You might lose 
out. Uh, how soon did I do it? Or shock them? How how right. soon did you? Gosh, did... that was you know it was only a few weeks. I thought maybe a month or something. Or, well, or... it was three weeks. Three weeks, but you know I really felt like I. What was uh, my response? You reciprocated. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it, was, it may have been soon, but we both felt it. Right. Felt it right away. I mean, I, we both knew. Obviously, I was attracted to you, and you know, but I. Really thought I'd caught lightning in a bottle this time, like more than, more than ever in my past. And it did turn out that way, but it was the biggest part of the attraction, honestly, was probably your mind.